everyone today. So what kind of practice then are you up for? Doing what we did last Thursday. Is that easy going? I think we're doing what we did once. Vinyasa practice? Yeah, I think so. We need to get some energy going. Somewhere in between. Okay. So um <coughs> Yeah, we can handle that. We can do that. So yoga. I'm going to start talking about the eight limbs of yoga. Uh, but a little history about yoga. Yoga is over 5,000 years old. Um, about that time, the Anatolian Empire was, and that's roughly where Turkey is, some of the Middle East, Eastern Europe, spreading north, south, east, west. And <coughs> they spoke Sanskrit. So they invaded the Indy Valley. And like all good invasions, if you really mean to take over, you're going to do something about the religion too. So the shamans came. And do you all know what shamans are? What are, what are shamans? Don't they, like, well, I don't know, because, like, don't shamans lead some sort of exercise, like a spiritual exercise? Yeah, yeah. They, they do a lot of different things. They're, they're, so they lead spiritual exercises. They, um, they're considered go-betweens. Um, they're the holy men or holy women of a community. Um, the healers, they're healers. They're the ones, they're the placeholders of the spiritual collective life of the group. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so the shamans started intermingling and sharing practices, the Anatolians and the people of the Indian Valley, and that's where the word huge first came up. And so huge, that root, turned into yoga. And huge means to yoke two different, two things together, like oxen. So for thousands of years, this practice was passed from teacher to student. And it was a lot of breathing practices. There were some uh, postures. But yeah, really it was in preparation for people to be able to be that spirit leader, the spiritual leader of a group. <clears throat> so the first time that postures were actually uh, talked about was in a book, um, the Hatha Yoga Pratipika. And in that book, and I want you all to say that 20 times fluently by the end of the semester. Um, there were only maybe 15 postures that were mentioned and a description of how to go into the postures and uh, the details of the postures. 
So for a long time, it was mainly breathing practices. And what happened in India is that the practice of yoga sprouted three different religions. Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism all have their roots in the yoga tradition. And so Hinduism came first, and Hinduism is heavily, heavily intertwined with yoga practice. So for a long time, it was <coughs> excuse me, um, a religious practice. And so postures were not emphasized so much. It was more meditation. And postures were just a way of getting people ready for meditation. So if you went to a teacher because you wanted to learn this, you might do postures for years before you actually are introduced to any other practices that they might have. Um, but the emphasis was on the spiritual practice and the meditation and the prayers and the chants and, and things like this. So fast forward to the late 1800s, and there was a man, his name was Swami Vivekananda, and his teacher said, you need to take this to the West. It's time to, to, to share this. And there were books that were written over the years about yoga or mentioned yoga. But what he did is he went to the Parliament of Religions in Chicago and made a speech and it's actually a very good speech. It's, it's um, not high, you know, to understand. It's, it's very accessible. And it was all about yoga as a universal practice, basically. So when he came along, they kind of looked down on postures. They, they set that aside because at that point, with yoga postures, the people of India who mainly practiced that were the Sikhs and the Siddhus. And Siddhus, maybe you've seen pictures by uh, Steve McCurry, the photographer. He did a lot with National Geographic, like in the 80s. And I'm not sure if he's still photographing now or not, but going into places like Afghanistan or India and you know taking pictures of the people and the everyday life there. Right? So. You know, a city is one who has um, the dreadlocks, and his body is blue, and all he's wearing is a turban around his waist. And they take these postures, they'll, they'll do a headstand for three days, and that's their practice. And they're homeless, they're transient. And the people of India, their culture has a support for that because they see a place for them. There, there is a place for them. So the yoga postures were relegated to the Siddhus and the Sikhs who practiced the postures. And it wasn't until the 1920s, with the rise of nationalism all around the globe, you know, the buildup to World War I and aftermath of World War I, that posture practice came to the fore. Because India was able to free, the, free itself from British rule right around that time, and wanted to, had that urge to do that. So they reclaimed that practice, because at the same time around the world, the YMCA formed, gym culture began to be formed. And so one of the first like posture practices that came into being as a system 
And this also happened in martial arts, uh, karate and jiu-jitsu and all of these things. It, it was, that also, those became systems during this time too. Um, <coughs> so, they recognized that they had a, a, something important here. And not only that, it just all kind of, these are all the conditions that brought it together. Uh, Ashtanga yoga, Ashtanga vinyasa yoga, maybe y'all have taken the Ashtanga class or heard of that. The vinyasa is like the offshoot. Hot yoga is the offshoot of that. It's a very athletic style. So there was a man, Maharishi, who, is that right? Yes, I'll have to double check on the name. I get names confused sometimes. Anyway, he's, he's at the Raj, he's at a palace in India. And um, one of his jobs is to train 12-year-old boys. So what do you do when you have a bunch of 12-year-old boys? You have them run the races. You get them to run all of that energy out before you even try to get them to come together and talk about meditation or spirituality or anything like that. So the birth of Ashtanga Vinyasa Yoga began, that, that all began. And so it's grown over the years. I'll talk some more about this, but I just want to point out that what we understand as yoga, posture practice, is just a small part of a really large old tradition. And people in India, it's still just a small part of a much broader way of life that they have. Okay. So we're going somewhere between restorative and active. Okay. How about this? Let's start with a little bit of qigong movement today. <coughs> this is a great way of synchronizing the breath. So make your way to standing at the top of the mat. Barefoot is best. Stand and face the PA system. Mm. And we'll begin. Yeah. So I'm going to try to get in a place where I can see you, but if you need to shift, you feel free to do that. We're going to take horse stance. So feet are a little wider than the hips. <coughs> I'm going to start with centering breath. So let's exhale. We'll bring hands down. And inhale. It's like sun salutation arms. Exhale. Palms down. And we're moving, we want to move like we're moving through water. We're trying not to disturb air, yes, as much as possible. You can even think about the way you might be shaping space. Bend the knees. Inhale, one, two, 
three, four, five, exhale to six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Inhale. Exhale. Let the breath, initiate breath from the base of your nostrils. Let it move through your throat where it sounds like fire in a fireplace. Let's try ascending yang, descending yin. So we're going to inhale, arms towards straight, exhale, we'll curl down. Bend the knees, hinge at the hips, inhale, keep the knees bent, we'll come up towards straight, exhale. Three more with your own breath. Find the ends of your breath. Close it off. Exhale. Have your block. Just know where it is. Start easy. We'll come down. Knees bent. Toes straight ahead. On an exhale, let's bend into the left knee and left crease of the hip. So we're going to shift back a little bit. On an inhale, it's like we're going to make a circle. So I'm going to circle in the front a little bit, exhale into the other side. I like shifting the soles of my feet. I like lifting my toes and spreading them. You could try that too. Inhale. Feel this. Have your feet touching the floor. Exhale. If you feel any kind of pinching in the low back, 
bend at the hips even more. Maybe you don't go as deep. Remember, if you're stressing your wrists, you can take spider. You make spiders with your hands. And now, next time that you're in the left, Really bend the knee, come into the crease of the hip. Feels like you're leaning back, maybe. Place, I've got one hand on my hip, the other on the floor. On an inhale, extend your spine toward me, in the top of your head. And then on your next exhale, turn rib cage toward the ceiling. One, keep leaning into the crease of the hip. Two, turn rib cage and shoulder toward the ceiling. Three, if you want, you can extend your fingers toward the ceiling. Four, extend your head toward me. Five, on an exhale, we're going to come back down with the ribs and shoulder. Let's shift into the other side. Notice how your feet are. You want good footing. So place the hand on the floor, other hand on the hip. Inhale, extend the spine. And these are like little details, right? But this is how. You can work with your body. Don't make it all about the movement. Make it about sensation. Inhale. Turn ribs. Shoulder. And breathe. One. Notice if you're trying to get into a hurry. Two. It took you five breaths on the other side. Three, can you extend fingers toward the ceiling? Four, five, exhale, let's come down. I'm shifting my feet a little closer. The next thing we're gonna do is just grab elbows and let the weight of your arms Draw your head toward the floor. And now on a slow inhale, keep shoulders relaxed, arms relaxed. Just let them hang a little bit as you roll up. And exhale at the top. Let's 
step to the front of the mat. hip distance. Base of second toes in line with hip point. That's about hip distance. We want the outseams of the feet parallel to the sides of the mat. If that stresses your knees or ankles in any way, find the place and just gradually work on that through the semester. So we're stretching the free hand just is gliding, is along for the ride, but it's in contact with something. Okay, so just remember that. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and try that. Okay. Now, let's turn this into more conscious movement. All right, so we're going to take the right hand on an inhale. Come up. Keep inhaling. Keep reaching. More. Push your feet into the floor. Exhale. Keep exhaling. Even more. Reach fingertips. Hold your breath. Look at your hand. Inhale. fingertips to the ceiling. Keep reaching like you're holding a giant bouquet of balloons. Exhale. Keep exhaling. Even more. Pause. Pause your breath. Inhale. Do that again. Inhale. Keep inhaling. Even more. Reach. Exhale. Keep exhaling. Hold your breath. Inhale, exhale. And when you're in the reach, notice what your hip is doing. Are you throwing it way out? We want to keep it, for the most part, in line with the ankle. There's a little bit of going out, but we're not relying on that for the stretch. Okay? Let's try the other side. Inhale. Keep inhaling. Exhale. 
Keep exhaling, relax your neck. Hold. Inhale. between a squat and a forward fold. So it's a hybrid. I'm going to take my feet a little wider. I'm going to go ahead and hinge at the hips and bend my knees. And then I'm going to reach out. So let's push into the tops of the thigh bones and reach the rib cage. Try to reach past your knees. And then on exhale, fold forward. Relax your neck. Breathe deeply. On an inhale, let's unroll. We'll come up. And then we're going to come through. And that coming through is important because we're really, you know, twisting and turning through here. Let's try the other side. Inhale. Exhale. Maybe I should send this a TikTok to Keanu Reeves. Inhale. So can you side stretch here? And then turn ribs. Exhale. Not in a hurry. Let's do one more. Top of the mat. Just know where your block is. It's always a good habit to track where where it might be. <coughs> okay. Top of the mat. Palms together. We're going easy, I promise. And I'll give you lots of choices for those of you who don't want to like 
get the power behind it. Okay. <clears throat> Inhale. Yeah, so we're not putting power behind it at all. We're just going to be ooey gooey. So hinge at the hips, bend at the knees, stretch hands out. Inhale. On exhale, you could take downward facing dog or half downward facing dog. Downward facing dog people. Take your feet as wide as the mat. Turn the heels out. Half downward facing dog people. Send the hips up and back. Downward facing dog people. Bend your knees. And then push the hips up and back. Maybe you can feel the inversion part of this posture. Relax your neck. And now <clears throat> let's come down. On inhale, shoulders over wrists and actually tops of the feet on the floor. Exhale, can you helicopter down to the floor? Let's come into crocodile posture. Bend the knees, windshield wiper the feet left to right. Set the feet down. We're going to come up onto elbows. This is Sphinx posture. Elbows are about shoulder distance. And I'm going to exaggerate so that you can see what the action is in this posture. It's not just hanging out, you know, reading a book at the beach. It's pushing heart into shoulder blades. And then on inhale, gripping with your hands, draw elbows towards your hips. And you see how my feet are moving? Towards your hips, lift up. Exhale, we'll relax. So front hips stay relaxed on the floor, but you may feel some stretching in the front hips. That's good. The more stretching that you feel in the front hips, the more you need to press glutes into the floor. Okay. All right. So let's inhale, slide the spine through the shoulder blades. Exhale, melt. Inhale, you find that you're able to go deeper into the posture, the more that that's when you also turn glutes on and legs. 
Inhale, how do you turn legs on? Press your toenails into the mat. One more. And then on exhale, let's come back to crocodile posture. On an inhale, let's take the hands to the shoulder level. And then exhale, we're gonna push up, but knees stay on the floor. Okay. Back to downward facing dog or half downward facing dog. Can you do these postures in a way that Spine is in a gentle traction and neck can relax. On an inhale, let's step the feet to the hands. Maybe you have to do a little traveling. That's okay. Inhale, let's roll up. Exhale. All right, let's do uh, something else. Is this an okay pace for people? Okay. There are always options of going easier if you need that. And for those of you who want to put the power into it, I'll talk about the ways that you can activate and work with strength in this. Okay? The feet put distance. Oh, actually, here, let's take feet. Take feet wide. Before we do another sun salutation, I'm going to put my middle fingers onto my occipital. That's the base of the skull. And actually, just for fun, there are occipital nodes like the base of that arch in the back of your head that's a really good place to massage when you've got the headache in the back of the head really really good and if you're into the essential oils you might already know this the essential oil people but some peppermint oil back there and massaging nice okay so what we're going to do is put middle fingers there and it's just kind of it's just a gentle it's just a touch and elbows if you can't see your elbows they might be too far out so bring them forward until you can see them feet wide push into the floor send tailbone to the floor inhale lift the ribs and the heart exhale Lean back. Inhale. Lift the heart and the ribs. Exhale. Lean back. Look down your cheeks. Good. 
Two more breaths. On exhale, press the front body toward the back. And then we'll just stand. So when we're doing back bends, it's actually the back part of the body that's strong and supporting everything. That's what we need to call upon. Even in the stuff on the floor, glutes should be pressing in. All of this, all of the muscles along the back should be pressing into the body. And what happens is the front of the body is like opening up your coat. Open up, open up and lengthen out, lengthen out. And so when you come out of the back bend, even for folks who might be right here, and you know what? I was right here for a solid five years, if not longer, okay? Even here, you've opened the coat, so when it's time to come back to standing, you gotta close the coat. Don't just stand, okay? All right. Let's see what we can do with a sun salutation and imitate that sun. So on an inhale, let's reach back. Uh-huh. Exhale. Close the coat. Fold forward. Inhale. Lengthen your spine. Exhale. Half downward facing dog. Full downward facing dog. Whichever is right for you. Big breaths. And now on an inhale, we're gonna come back to crocodile posture. You could put knees on the floor or you could keep knees up Whichever way, inhale, shoulders over wrists. This is plank posture. Exhale, helicopter down. Get your strap. Don't worry so much about the loop. We just did Sphinx posture. And remember, the more we go into a back bend, the more we need to engage the legs and engage the glutes. To some degree, that's supporting you as you start to stretch. Okay? I'm going to put this around my foot. And let's all start in this low position. And once you're there, let's lift the knee, point it toward the end of the mat. And then set it down, 
the extended foot, point the foot toward the end of the mat. And now from here, because I don't have the loop, we're starting low and we'll work our way up. Because for some of us, this might be where you need to stay. It's all good. It's your body. Yeah, the getting the strap around the foot, that's probably one of the hardest parts of this. It really is. I certainly don't want to videotape this. Are we ready? Just about. We can wait. If we did do a TikTok on this, we could do all the different ways of putting a strap around the foot. I'm not on TikTok. My kids go. Jeez. Okay. So to start with, index fingers, elbows, their shoulder distance, and they point straight ahead, okay? And let's play first with the foot. Push your foot into the strap, point your knee toward the end of the mat, let the foot win a little bit, and then exhale, pull your foot toward your hips. Hips win. Maybe you need to shift, strap over to one side. Push your foot into the strap, and then exhale. Draw your foot towards your hip. If you feel like you have the range of motion, you could shift elbows closer to your body placing yourself into more of a back bend. So slide the spine through the shoulder blades. Get it all on one hand. Inhale, push your foot into the strap. Exhale, go gently. We're only doing like 40%. Inhale, exhale. Really working with the foot. The foot is still resisting. Number four. And five. Let's stay here. Five breaths. One. Follow your sensation. Follow your breathing. Two, foot is still resisting. Three, send your knee toward the end of the mat. Four, five. So we're going to walk the elbows back down if you shifted your elbows. And then release your foot.
try the other side. Stay in the low position to start with. Place elbows pointing straight ahead, shoulder distance. Start by pushing foot into strap. Send the knee toward the end of the mat. Exhale. Draw the foot toward the hip. Inhale. Exhale. Extended foot. Point the toe. Can you walk? Elbows up a little bit more. You don't have to. Do what's right for your body. Foot resists even as you pull it towards your hip. We'll say this is one. And two. Slide the spine through the shoulder blades. Three. Four. Five. Let's hold. One. Two, press top of the foot onto the mat. Three, four, five. Exhale, we come down. And then release the foot. a choice. You could stay in crocodile posture if it feels good. If it feels like the low back needs some adjusting, we'll take half downward facing dog. And like I was talking about downward facing dog earlier, you can treat it like traction in some ways. Now when I talk about traction, I'm talking just a little bit. We don't want to be uh, overdoing it, you know. So on a scale of one to 10, we keep it around a five. So I'm in kind of like a table, but my hands are way out. And so to get into half downward facing dog, I'm sending my hips up and back. I'm going according to how it feels along the spine. I'm taking my hands wider today. 
And then even when you're down here, the weight of gravity, you can work with that and the way the hips are extending to continue this traction. Breathe deeply. Nice. all come up to a seated position. I'm going to make a note. It looks like there might be some interest in that traction thing. So just as a little side note, at home, something to play around with. And what we'll do is we'll include this on another day. But you can get a chair. and the feet back and just hang in this position, knees bent. And even from here, you could shift to one side and another, okay? Something to try at home. All right, we're gonna do a twist. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to show this one. Maybe I showed it to you on Tuesday. I'm like gonna cycle this for a little bit. Uh, so it, it bears repeating, I suppose. I've got knees bent. And we're gonna go into this twist. And this twist is really good for a practice like this. Stays like this where somewhere in between there's a lot of fluid movement happening. And you're going with that. I'm going to take this hand over here, and it's just a gentle touch. Okay. Maybe you want to try that, or maybe you need to be more linear. So if you could be linear on inhale, inhale to straight, exhale, melt. Go ahead and do this and take 10 breaths. And the twist is right for you. with that. On exhale, move through center. Inhale and center. And exhale, 
other side. your back at center. Make your way to your last relaxation posture.
your awareness back to your body. you're ready, make your way to resting on your side. Make your way to a seated position. Thank you so much for your time. It's an honor to share this. See you next week.